Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, this welcome to the Psychoplath podcast. Mm-hmm. We are your hosts, Gatana and Lizzie, and we <laughs> we had left off in like I think we only did a third of our twelve weeks of horror. Yeah. Ish, and we gave up <laughs> on <laughs> that because we were like. Dracula? No. Yeah, I like, would take all a these hard books? pass. No, we got okay, but also, I mean, I which, read a bunch of it. Yeah, I did. I had a fun time. The truth of it was, um, we're working girls. Yeah, but just not doing ho- it for but ourselves. not hookers. No. no, I mean we're hookers. <laughs> the, go- <laughs> the government. I mean, I guess in the way like, that Ted's, we're slaves. We to all the, are. We're slaves to the man. Yeah. We are all slaves to the man. Yeah. Not hookers for the government. That's stupid. Um, the government probably has paid um, sex workers. Yeah. Oh, totally. But that's not me. No. Or it's you. not me. I mean, I can't speak for you. But my point was, <laughs> my point was, we are all slaves to the man. Yeah. The corporate industrial machine, which is what we're going to talk about today because we read the uh, Unabomber Manifesto. Yes. We read the Unabomber Manifesto. So basically two weeks ago, Lizzie was like, hey, let's not continue 12 weeks of horror and yeah, let's read the Unabomber Manifesto. Which is something we've both read, read previously. Before. And yeah. um, I do joke about Ted Kaczynski being my favorite serial killer. I obviously do not have a favorite serial killer. They he's kind are of a all pathetic, terrible. He's kind of a pathetic oh, yeah. one. He's pretty if we're being honest. I, I suppose that's why that's why I find his case more stomachable. Stomachable? <laughs> I don't know. Like I guess like not, like what he did was obviously horrendous and terrible. He blew up people. He thought he was making in a the mail. He thought he was making a political statement. I mean he was. Didn't he blow up like one important person? Because like I feel like uh, all everyone else they were just came prepared. I didn't. Every but, everyone else, I feel like it was just like people who were like handling like the mail. People. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Mm, I, I don't know. I just don't think he was making a statement. And I watched. Um, I watched Manhunt. I watched Netflix. the Unabomber in his own words. I watched that as well. That was. I liked it. I got bored. Because he's boring. Also. Shut up, nerd. That's, like, yeah. what I want to tell him after reading Well, those. a lot of his manifesto, and I guess we'll get into it, a lot of his manifesto sounds like incel talk. Ooh, woof. Not, I, I would say incels are more disgusting. Yes. Um, disgusting. But, disgusting. But I feel like, <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like Ted Kaczynski's manifesto is a lot of the logic and a lot of the, um content that I see um like white ring right wing propaganda people saying and incels and like men's rights act no not men's rights well activists. yeah I'm a, I'm a, yeah they're incels <laughs> well because men's rights activists seem to be more on the gender train or like the gender role train I mean yeah they're on the misogyny train yeah yeah, yeah. and you know who else is there me Ted Kaczynski <laughs> Katana <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. Gitana. Okay, a so woman I, who hates women. Um, what was I going to say? So, it's the Unabomber Manifesto. The proper title is The Industrial Revolution, or Industrial Society and Its Future. So, it's mm-hmm. his critique on how industrial society is ruining humanity. Which I agree on. I mean, I agree. But, like, his arguments are shallow, not well not well researched and um and he admits that at the end because he's a coward he like he takes a coward's way out he's like i'm gonna make these bold claims that are so transgressive to y'all and then at the end i'm gonna say you know what it would take a million pages to really fully explain Mm -hmm. myself and i and we as the writer acknowledge that some of these things we've said might be wrong it's like dude so shut up Mm -hmm. nerd well, yeah, it like essentially he like he's like, and if I was wrong, I I already said I already said that I might be wrong, so I yeah. knew it before you. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I was like, "Where's your source? Where's your source? 
where's your source? Because, <laughs> oh like, God. even anecdotally... Does he have citations at the end of his thing? I wonder. Well, I even, like, e-book. in terms of, like... Like, I am, right now I'm reading Unsettling America by Wendell Berry, which is a series of essays about agribusiness, agriculture, and, like, how industrialization is destroying humanity, essentially. So, it's very interesting to see how the two topics overlap, but, like, one is by someone who is, like, a narcissist and a sociopath. Right. Right. And then one is by, like, a good person who wants humanity to prosper and be okay. So, I feel like Ted Kaczynski's arguments were all super reductive at the end of the day and stupid, and I hate him. Okay, he's got footnotes, but not Mm -hmm. citations. I guess, like, and maybe we'll cut this out, but there are, because I wrote down, like, timestamps. Oh. Hold on, let me go to one of the timestamps. My first note says, no, you fucking moron. (laughs) So I'm sure he said something beautiful. Oh my god. Oh, I, I just got it. Wait, pause. I mm-hmm. just got an email that's the subject. It's from the U.S. Department of Education. The subject is Gitana, prepare to repay your loans. I'm <laughs> checking my email right now. Also, I want to paint the scene for you guys. We have on the television, because we do this in my living room, we have on the television right now paused Tampa Bay's. It's on Amazon Prime. Show. It's a show about the lesbian culture in Tampa, and it follows like a handful of them and all their. Well, girls and are... also take it with a grain of salt because they're all really hot and they all. Um... I mean, they're fun to watch, but they're so are boring. They fun to watch? They're fun to like make fun of and watch. Yeah. It's a it's a recent guilty pleasure of ours. Um, and finally in episode four, it starts to get good. So yeah. that just tells you what kind of show it is right there. So yeah, we have this paused on the television. I was like, Lizzie, we got to get to this podcast before we continue this show. So, so at this point, I'm ready to go back to watching Tampa Bay's. And I, we got to roast a little Ted first. Also, yeah. do we want to make him one of our literary no. relatives? No. Not at all? No. Not even, like, something crazy? No, he's in prison. He's still alive. I know, that's true. Yeah, he's still alive. We don't want to do that. No. He's scary. He is scary. He thinks that we should trade women with the Taliban. No, he doesn't. In exchange for He things. does? Yes, he's... How do you know shit. that? He said that? I think I saw it on the news a few years ago. Because, like, every once in a while, Ted Kaczynski, I guess, would pop off. Really? Oh, God. Also, if you hear any rustling and weird It's a noises. demon. We conjured a demon. We did it with blood. <laughs> so, since the last episode aired, I have acquired a cat. Her name is Picnic. She will randomly be making noises in the background, and I apologize ahead of time for that. She does not apologize, though. She does not apologize. I have to apologize for the both of us. Anyway, let's begin. I'm going to see what notes I've got, because he made some, like, he was, like, industrial society, which I'm trying to think what he means. Like, does he mean, like, the start of factory production, the start of, like... I don't know. No, Cars, no, it's like, definitely what, the Industrial Revolution. The, and you know what? I might need in to America. be refreshed on what that meant. So, in the Industrial Revolution, I don't know, I think it's, it's like... It's like moving away from agricultural mm-hmm. society, and you have, like... What I did like that he talked about is that humans get... Societies get more stressed and depressed when there's crowding. And I was like, yeah, but that's not your idea. But also, he says stuff like... Like, he talks about how, he talks as if depression, anxiety, as if those things didn't exist before the Industrial Revolution. And yeah, he does. They, they did. It's like idiots who are like, well, like, there's there's so many people who are autistic nowadays. We didn't used to have a lot of autistic people. Like, it's I'm sorry, yeah, the, the word wasn't even invented yet. Mental health yeah. or psychology was, like, not even... It wasn't what it is today. I know. They were, like, torturing people <laughs> back then. Or when people say, like, there weren't trans people back then. It's yeah, like, it's dude, like, yes, they were. On. Or there weren't gay people. Or Yeah. It's like, they first of all, they've always existed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Always. 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 Um, so yeah, Ted can just like chill Die out a little angry bit. about it. Which um, he probably will. He talks about the left a lot in the beginning. He says like leftist yes. ideologies are a symptom of industrial society. Mm-hmm. So he says that like leftist people are too emotional and that they don't care. They don't really care about their causes. They're just looking for something to be angry about. In the example he uses, he says white people who are um, speaking up for black people don't care about black people. Which is one side of an argument of Black Lives Matter that I've heard, I mm. think. Well, it's performative activism, right? Right. But the way Ted is arguing it, yeah. call him Ted because I don't respect he's him. Calling, he's calling it over-socialized. Yeah, so he's not saying... Which to me means like when someone says, like, oh, you're hyper-woke. Yeah. Like, I, kind of, I feel like he'd but be into what that. he's applying hyper-woke to is just people yeah. trying to be decent just human beings. Just people caring about social justice. It's not like, he's <laughs> not like, saying, he's not saying, like, look at all these white people talking about Black Lives Matter, but, like, not donating to the cause, not showing up to protests, not doing anything actionable. He's saying, look at these white people who care about black people. They're just pretending. Yeah, he talks, and he, and then he's like, we understand we sound generalized, but, like, blah, blah, blah. Also, like, can I talk about how much I hate that he, that he says, says we? we? So, okay, for a man who does, okay, we're all over the place. So, he says that leftist ideology, people on the left don't like the idea of acting as their own individual mm-hmm. and, like, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. They like to act as a collective to have common goals, work as a team, and then feel fulfilled. Yeah. And that's how they feel their fulfillment and, because they're so depressed they need And like, he goals. makes the typical argument that leftist people just want the government to do everything for them, that yeah. kind of thing. Like that they want a nanny state. Yeah. Um but but yeah. Again, it's a reductive argument. Like he doesn't even try and back it up. He just he just throws he just these throws things it out. out. I mean he was probably like, screw it, I'm just gonna say what I want. It, but this was and it, then bomb the shit out of people so that they this read is, it. He wrote this in Harvard. Oh, that's true. This is before he and that's another thing. Ted Kaczynski's terrible. He's always been terrible and yeah. always will be. Yeah. And it started at Harvard. It started at Harvard. Where I'm sure a lot of evil things happen. A lot happen. of assholes come from. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like, also, are we like, do we still respect Harvard? No. Right? People pay to get in that school. You know who didn't pay to get into a university? Obama? Or, you know who, you know what, (laughs) well, yeah, Obama's naturally very smart. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, What I meant to say was, you know what university didn't accept any bribes? Who? Nobody paid to get into Cal State Long Beach. (laughs) (laughs) So, automatically, any Cal State, any Cal State right has a better bribes. reputation more integrity than harvard, than harvard princeton yale yeah it's not shocking that it, there's more integrity than like usc though it's not shocking yeah usc i was kind of like oh yeah i'm sure that does happen yeah duh yeah so i was gonna say because he says instead of saying like i believe this i think that he'll say we yeah I find that funny because he's such an anti-collectivist and about, like, group mm. talk. I'm like, why are you talking literally as a group, you dumb piece of shit? Yeah. But also, I know there's a rhetorical meaning you to know, why he maybe, does it. maybe in an effort to confuse police, he went back in and took out all the eyes and put we. That'd be a lot of work. I think he had the time. He had Tana. so much time because guess what, y'all? He ran off to the woods which is something in I Montana, or was it Wyoming? I feel like it was whichever one is closer to California. I think it's Montana. California. He's from California. because he, he was from he up would north, send huh? he would send mail. I think through from San Francisco. Right. Could be wrong. It might be Montana. Whatever. He's from some. He went to he some went, backwater to state some, where there's yeah, not a lot of people. In the middle of nowhere. Actually, that was like mean of me to say about Montana and Wyoming. Those are beautiful places. Mm-hmm. So, sent bombs from there. Also, love that he's so anti-technology. How the hell are you making bombs, dude? Mm-hmm. That was a stupid thing to say. I. What's really funny is, like, 
the entire time I was listening to this manifesto, because I deaf audiobooked that. Yeah, I don't want to read Don't want to read them. Um, I was, in my head, I was like, how am I going to talk about this in this podcast? It's so complicated. And anything I say, I bet someone's going to listen to it and be like, wow, she sounded really dumb when she said that. So. I'll listen to it and think that. <laughs> I know you will. No. Well, he liked bombs. He liked technology. So some degree. He's, I don't know. Like, his argument, it was organized, but like. Okay, was it organized or was it a numbered list? It was a numbered list for sure because it's his little manifesto. But at the end, he's like, so how do you think we're going to like get rid of his answer is like, we must all get rid of industrial society. And he says that he, people need to go be in nature. And that's like part of the answer. And I was like, huh, interesting. He also said we need to abandon like technology. Yeah, he also. And I was like, okay. But then it's like, the nature thing to me makes sense, and I think he wants people to, like, get back into being, like, back into humanity. And per- like, back into me, forgive me if I'm wrong, but weren't, like, the transcendentalists saying the exact yes. same thing a hundred years earlier, yes. so, like... But I don't think they were as, like, I don't think there were as many people who were sucked into technology, like, you know, like, I think there yeah. were still activities that were more analog. Yeah, but for them, I think it is equivalent. I think totally. the transcendentalist. Totally. Because I'm like, Emerson said this better, and he wasn't a sociopath and, and a narcissist and a murderer. Right. And, like, the way that, again, I feel like all of his arguments are reductive. And his paranoias are that, like, we're all going to be, which is funny, <laughs> We're all going to be, like, run by our machines, even if we don't choose for them to... Like, we're going to make technology work so well that it's going to be the things we defer to to make choices for us because it's the best thing to make a choice is, like, these technologies we've built so well, and then we're going to be... We can't live without them. If He said to live without technology will be, like, suicide for us. Then, obviously, I think to my phone... I think to my laptop that I'm recording this on. I think to like computers that we use to do work. And then like, but then I was like, okay, Philip K. Dick said the same shit. Yeah. I mean, like Wendell Berry in Unsettling America to some extent also is freaked out about that. But the way that the, okay. So Ted Kaczynski is like, you have to reject technology and industrialization and leftism, right? He um, also criticizes conservatives, but it's like a little bleep. Right. And then he never goes back. And, like, people on these stupid-ass documentaries, I feel like I've heard, like, they, they want to say that he was fair and balanced, right? They want to argue that this is I an actually that. well-written piece. He says piece. conservatives are fools because they they crave to mm-hmm. keep tradition, but they also want progress. Yeah. And that, to me, made sense. Yeah, I think... conservatives do, they say, like, oh, where did the traditions go? Uh-huh. Like, this old way of whatever. Yet they still want progress you can't have both you have to abandon he said like you have to abandon tradition to have progress duh also doy but like i don't think like uh, i don't know he could have said more about conservatives i don't know why the left thing was such a huge well if we think like when he was writing this he's at harvard and things like the um um when was he? What years was civil, he at Harvard, Harvard? Did you almost say a civil war? No, no, civil rights. You're going to say the civil war was going on. Mm-mm. It was a civil civil rights movement, which pissed off a lot of mm-hmm. stupid, paranoid white people. Yeah. So he was going to Harvard. He was 17 when he went to Harvard. Whoop. During his first year at Harvard, Kaczynski, blah, blah, blah. He was also... um experimented upon he, in a yeah, very brutal way. That which must is have been traumatizing. Yeah, he was there in 1962. Mm. That's when he graduated with his okay. um, mathematics degree. Okay. So he... So it's before that book? That Wendell Berry book? Oh, yeah. Wendell Berry is writing in 77. 
I don't know when he's writing his dissertation, though. I liked when he talked about advertisements. When he says that ads create artificial needs. It's kind of like just speaking on materialism. I mean, he says a lot of truths, but to me it's like I can just pull out these truths and like... And then put in things that I think are true and then try and mesh them together to make it all true. (laughs) I feel like... So he's like... The power process. He's sprinkling in truth. Did you get to the power process point? Yeah. Where he said that people, like humanity, like humans just crave the power process, like... I guess it's like what the natural steps to get to a place of power. Yeah. And that's why he says women are unhappy because we're not having children anymore. Oh, yeah. Which is how we get Because we don't power. have purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a need to feel, feel fulfilled. And then like, I wrote all these notes too. That we need goals, otherwise we're depressed. You could be the richest person in the world, but, like, if you have no goals... Yeah, that's that's a part that I was pretty contentious about, too. Really? Because he brought up... He's like, royalty, when there's a coup, they have a purpose. They're not depressed. But royalty, when they're they're just leisurely, are unhappy. Um, Show me where. Because rich people... Marie Antoinette was fine. Yeah, rich people being rich have always... The rich will always be happier than the poor. Unless it's a unless it's a smaller purpose goal, and we're just like, but maybe, like, but it's like it? the way the way he's like reaching towards the aristocracy to be like, look, they have money and they're they're depressed because they don't have goals. It's like yeah. no, no, they're depressed because like they don't have to worry about paying rent or paying bills or feeding their family, yeah. and all they have left to think about, if they think at all, is the human condition. And is he? I forget if he qualified in the beginning. Okay, this podcast is basically going to be like we pick out little parts of stuff he says because I can't, I don't think I can go through the entire argument and like plot point it and like do it chronologically. I think I just need yeah. to discuss like points I found interesting about this because it's That's like, it's of. so all over the place. Yeah, it's not written well. <laughs> it's not. I mean, well... It's written like a dissertation, like, to be fair. And I would never read a dissertation. Mm-hmm. And like he said, which I also kind of agree with, is, like, no one would read this if he didn't bomb people and then threaten to bomb more people. Yeah, but, like, I think that and just I'm proves like, that's that, pathetic. that you have to do that. Yeah. Or you feel, he felt so important. Yeah. That. And it's like, that's pathetic. That, it's like, I get that also meta, like, to be meta, like, that's the point he was making. Mm-hmm. It was like, violence, people are so entertained by the violence portrayed in the media that that's the only way that a boring essay could get written. I get read. Well, he also, well, that's another thing that reminded me, he does a lot of respectability politics with, like, leftists um, at the time and people who were... Um, protesting he's mm-hmm. like they have to resort to violence yeah or like they're angry and they're emotional mm-hmm. it's like he it's just typical like patriarchal logic where they see emotion and they equate it with um someone who can't like something that's illogical something that's inherently incapable of seeing reason mm-hmm. and it's just like no Emotion is literally imbued into everything we do. And then he also is saying, to get back to this goals thing, is because we can't, we're unable to actually reach, because of industrial society and how much it keeps us down and it makes choices for us, Fair. rather than us really having full autonomy over mm-hmm. our lives, we have to have these little sub-goals called surrogate activities yeah and essentially what is a surrogate activity literally anything that isn't like fucking um going out and or going to work going well the kind of work is specific too They're he's kind like, of like extracurricular he's like using right? your body to like go do things like climb mountains and be in nature and like right. grow food and stuff yeah like, like unless you're having sex doing hard labor or um he says he mentions love yeah, um, it's like, dude. But it's like, okay, or falling in love. Like, you're doing, sorry, you're doing a surrogate activity. Interesting. Like, literature, science, art, all of it. Yeah, and it's like... Which, 
I mean, his uh, him critiquing education, I think, is pretty fair on that regard. But, like, yeah. there are other people who say it better. And, like, ultimately, when you're, like, he's super racist. Yeah. And he's super misogynistic and he's super homophobic. So, literally, all of his points are not points because he's literally incapable. That's what makes you incapable of having, like, reason. Like, I don't think I can trust someone's logic if they're racist. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and the way that he... I know that I have to take into account, like, the time it was written in, but to say Plantation Darkie is so cringe. I, it's and disgusting. Like, and it's like... He, to me, seems apolitical, but he's saying he is political. Well, and I, to have to mm-hmm. want to overthrow industrial society, very you have political. to be political. That's a very political like movement or suggestion. But I think it's just part of like the hypocrisy of he it. He talks all. about like the like these um social movements though as if he's so outside of it. Yeah, as if he's like above it. And like he he does a lot of like he, it sounds like something um that you would see your crazy well maybe not even crazy your republican relative repost on facebook where it's like this is an attack on white men but i don't know that he'd consider himself a conservative no i don't think he would i think he would think he's like outside of all of it because he thinks i think that's all i think that's how a lot of it reminds me of incels i think that's how a lot of incels and like white guy and joe rogan guys they think that they're like, they're like apolitical, the thing. but it's like literally impossible. There's no such thing as centrism. Right, right. Would he be an anti-vaxxer today? Do you think? Probably because it's government mandated. I feel like he would be. That he was one of my questions I thought about today while <laughs> I was listening to it. Also, what are our surrogate activities? This. This he also says that activism is a surrogate activity. Yeah, like caring about other people. Yeah, like like activism movements are surrogate activities to make us feel fulfilled. And part of it feels like, and it is because I mean, Ted. And I mean, do I feel fulfilled when I'm like doing activist activities? Yeah, but like, do you fulfill feel fulfilled? Porcano los dos. Well, it's like I don't feel fulfilled at work. (laughs) Sorry, Ted. I mean, I feel. He said, um, there was one thing that we, like, can't attain, it's, like, the, um, the feeling of safety or something like that, mm. like, is out of our control. Well, someone who sends bombs in the mail. Dude! Probably. That's what I'm saying. And that's he what he like, wants you to be afraid. He wants people to be afraid. He was saying that one was a goal that's, like, it's, because of industrial society, it feels completely out of our control because, like, the government controls so many things. He was also... Which I found interesting. He was comparing us to primitive people. Without any sources. Also saying the any... word primitive, he was like, well, I don't see why we can't use the word primitive. Oh, yeah. He was Leftists talking about... Leftists are the ones that said mm-hmm. primitive's a bad Which word. sounds exactly like what people are talking about. Like, people are mad that they can't call people slurs or yeah. make fun of people for being... For their race, ethnicity, and then his, or like, gender. And then his logic is like, which I've heard this argument before, is like, well... If people on the left are saying it's racist, isn't that racist? Like, no one thought it was racist before, so and it's just now like, it is. Just so because... maybe you're the real mm-hmm. racist. It's like, that's basically the argument he was making about, mm-hmm. like, political correctness. And I'm like, there's a lot to say about political correctness, but, like, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he totally missed the mark. And it he doesn't ever acknowledge his privilege. He doesn't ever acknowledge the fact... Well, he acknowledges the privilege of the left. Of people on the left. Like, yeah, but about, he's like, not acknowledging. And that, I think... The academic elitist privilege, I can understand. Yeah, but again, but other people that's said it. it better. But then that's but that's the end of that. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, then there's he, nothing more to say about it. Then it's it. straight into the political correctness complaints. Also, he's talking about how industrial society is what created all of these anxieties. What I liked, getting back to this, is... When he talks about primitive people versus people today, he's like, yeah, primitive people were stressed, but they had control over their situations completely. And I was like, okay. But, like, what he meant was, like, other... He said, and he qualified this, like, other than getting a disease, like, or having the weather be bad and you die, 
Like, if you're going to get attacked by an animal, like, you have the choice to fight for your life. And you have the choice to, like, find your food or whatever. But, like, nowadays, we have less autonomy in our choices. Like, and those choices are made for us. Or they're, like, they feel like we're not making the choices for us. It's... Like, we're presented What he's saying about primitive peoples is just wrong, is my problem. (laughs) Because humanity, unless he's talking about literally like, I think he's talking about like Homo sapiens, yeah. Free. Um, I think he is. Well, he's that. Why would we want it? Like they didn't even have a written language. Like he's <laughs> stupid, and they couldn't do whatever they wanted. You can't go out on your alone and do whatever you want. He was talking about though how they did so with such a matter of fact, like no how does fear. he know? I know. There's no I, records of a primitive claim, person saying I, I wasn't claim, afraid. Right. I know. I think his claim is that because they were so enmeshed in nature and the spirit of nature that they weren't afraid to die because they're like, that's the way of the world. How the fuck do you know that cave yeah. people weren't afraid to die? Yeah. And that they accepted it because, oh, I got to have my children, this is so all, I'm okay now. It's conjecture, which is half of his argument. It's just conjecture. I was just like... I was like, okay. And it's funny because while listening mm -hmm. to him, I was like, "Uh uh-huh, all right. I can see, like, where you're coming from, but I don't know about that. That's what I find so nefarious about it is that he was able to – like, I'm not saying it wasn't written intelligently. Yeah. Oh, that's so rough. Like, it's written in a way that's very readable. And it's written in a way with language that can trick you into thinking, oh, this is someone who's smart saying smart things. Yeah. But it's just, like, And I think he's smart. I just, like – He's he's smart, but he doesn't. I think he lacks. I almost thought he wrote thinking. this in jail or in prison because I'm like, thinking. you must not have had any like books mm. to refer to. Like this all just kind of sounds like it came out of your head. Yeah, and um, talking. Which I mean, I guess that he is talks a about. Yeah, really. he, he talks about the past um, in terms of of um, the surrogate activities and how. Uh, pioneers were going out and they were conquering and they were getting land they were making things which is why they felt successful and that's why they were able to um, like and they were like they had like happiness but it's just like and nowadays the only exercise we do is the walk from our house to the car it's like like, first of all Ted they were committing genocide (laughs) they were committing genocide they were stealing (laughs) land the pioneers weren't like out a making a great surrogate activity. Yeah, yeah. genocide, Just murdering people. Which Ted Kaczynski is in favor of. Yeah, true. that's his surrogate activity. That was his surrogate activity. <laughs> Other than hiding as a fugitive in yeah, the fucking in middle not, of nowhere and not showering. And ew. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just, and he's so like, oh, nature, everyone should be in nature. I'm just like, Dude. I don't even think he enjoyed nature. <laughs> now we're just making stuff up. You I don't he think enjoyed he, nature? he gets to make up stuff about primitive peoples. Ted Kaczynski didn't, I think he thinks he enjoyed nature. I don't know. Do you think he expected he would get caught? Do you think he like no. cared? At that point? I don't think he expected to get caught. I don't think he would have been... He wouldn't have been caught unless his brother was like... Oh, Like, right. they were nowhere near catching him. Right. And he was confident in that. And you know what? Quite frankly, he could be. Because the FBI were still thinking that it was like an uneducated group of people. Oh, you think it's not even just Ted? No, no, no. I'm saying the government thought that when they were actively looking for the Unabomber. Right. Or the government, sorry, the FBI. Yeah. Specifically. Um, Even though, even though um, his manifesto is formatted the way that a doctoral... What are they? Like a dissertation? Yeah, the way a doctoral dissertation is written. Mm -hmm. Like, and specifically Harvard style. If they had literally tried. If they had just tried. If they just tried. I mean, they knew that, I think, when they had the forensic. Right? They didn't. The theory for a very long time was that he was an uneducated dum-dum. Um, yeah, that's true. And that guy finally kind of cracked the code on it. Mm-hmm. And then his brother was like, 
I mean, that must have been hard. But yeah, hats off to him. The manifesto is stupid. <laughs> I hated it. Well, bottom line, it was stupid. Also, I remember he was like experimented upon when, and people bring this up, and I'm thinking like, how much, how traumatized did he get though? And like, so basically, in his freshman year of college, he he's signed 17, up to do, by the way, 17. Yeah. So like, literally a really child. Young. He signed alone. up, and this is screwed up. He signed up to do this experiment to participate, and it was like. It was interrogation. It was interrogation. The FBI still uses techniques that were founded in this study. So it was interrogation. So it's like you hold on to something and it'll shock you. Like it has the power to like deliver a shock to you or something like that. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I heard about the study. And what I remember about the study is that. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't shocking at all. No, no, no. They had Ted. They built him up. A 17-year-old boy. They were acting interested in him. And interested they were, in his ideas his for like ideas a long time. For a really long time. And for like, what, days, weeks? Mm-hmm. And then they, they came in and they gaslit him. Basically, oh yeah, yeah, Basically the whole thing was just a gaslighting experiment where they they had him talk about like his own philosophies on life and stuff and like then that. They and they made through. him feel so smart and intelligent and like full of value and worth and value. And then by the end of it, they were like, that's You're stupid. stupid. Mm-hmm. How... How could you think that that's a smart idea? They, like, fucking gaslit him. Totally. Yeah. In a really destructive right. way. And if I think about the... Oh, I mean, if all, I was that's gaslit a, that hard, I'd probably want to blow some shit up. Too. Well, and then, like, ethically speaking, that study, like, I think it just proves that society creates monsters. But, um... Industrial society. I don't know if that was a pro. I mean, I guess it we're all was. of industrialization. If you think of the power knowledge... Ugh, I'm not thinking Michelle of that. Michelle would be so into this. Would he? Yes. Except he would be like, yeah, you know, this is just like my essay, Power Knowledge. (laughs) Well, actually, I think he would say, this guy is so stupid. And homosexuality was invented in 1894. Okay, well, Ted thinks that homosexuals are deviants. I mean, they were, they were deviants of society, right? Like, just based on how culture treated them. I don't know. I thought maybe that was more of just him observing the culture. Uh, I think those are his, like, sincerely You think he actually believes personal. that? Like, Absolutely, he thinks yeah. they are Because when he's talking about the leftist ideologies, he brings up, he's like, there are places where, where um, X is acceptable, and there's this, there's a native tribe um, which is how he kind of described it, where homosexuality is normal in, in a way where it's just like, and that's wrong. He oh, fundamentally is homophobic. And he fundamentally is a misogynist and he's fundamentally I can, racist. I mean, I can see right? that. Yeah. Ugh. But, and also, I just, I guess I just don't excuse um, 20th century writers. Of any... You don't excuse 20th century writers. Of racism, homophobia, Oh, I thought you meant just in general. <laughs> yeah. No, like, all those what? ideas were real. Like, yeah. I studied the Renaissance. Do you know yeah. who was writing anti-slavery propaganda during the Renaissance? I mean, propaganda. Anti-slavery? Yeah, anti-slavery, like, pamphlets. Who? The aristocracy of England. Really? Like, there's a woman, I can't remember if it was... I don't think it was... What do you mean they were writing anti-slavery pamphlets? Like they knew slavery was wrong. Like in as it was or in being in England. I, this is predating America. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but there were also people like um Alexander Hamilton was a notable abolitionist. Yeah. Like they we've known the whole time it was wrong. So, Did you nobody know they gets found modern day slaves in one of the southern states. That wouldn't a shock day, me. A modern day slave trade. They were getting paid like twenty five cents a week or a day Disgusting. or something like that. There were there were people I think up until the sixties who didn't know they and were free. And they were free. being held. They were literally being held at gunpoint. They know, I don't know if they were being held at gunpoint, but they didn't know they were free. They didn't. No, know the they ones found leave. recently. The slave trade found recently. It was like they're being paid like cents, like with like literally held at gunpoint to do work. Damn. Isn't that like? I'm that's what we think like that's what we we're do. in 2021. That's what we do to prisoners. I know. I know. I know. It's fucked up. 
We're in 2021, y'all. Like, this has got to go. Yeah, they knew it was wrong in the 1600s. I know. So, yeah, Ted gets no excuse. Oh, he gets no excuses at all. And I, but you know what? I think he's so whacked out. He, like, doesn't even care that he's in prison forever. I think mm-hmm. he's just like, whatever, as long as I don't get to be out there in industrial and he's society, like, he's I'm like, fine. I'm not crazy. <laughs> Continues to say crazy things. I know. It's like, we we understand that the Do things think... that we might be saying mm-hmm. need a little more evidence. It's like, okay, then why are you writing this? Yeah, like, go find the evidence. Your argument, like, and flesh that out all the way. Do you think he would have been just kind of like an annoying academic douchebag if he hadn't been experimented on i think he was a like meek and mild timid nerd i think that's i think he he was was always a sociopath and i think he was always a narcissist but narcissists and sociopaths are not inherently i thought the idea was that he was schizophrenic i mean he's probably that on top i thought that the brother said he had like i think that's what the um yeah that is what the brother said it's like, of course you blame disease on industrial society and not your genetics. It's like, or come like, on. Why does it have to be somebody's fault? <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes things happen. It's like, who's the leftist now looking for something to blame? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the whiniest little bitch in the world. And then he said the word alt-left. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> what are we doing, Ted? Oh, man. He was like, yeah, but these leftist ideologies... He's like, look... I know there's people on the left that are nice people and they really want, like, justice done and blah, 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 blah. And they want good things happening for other people and equality. And But, but they're stupid and they're dumb the, and they're only yeah, looking out for themselves. We're talking about the leftist ideology. Well, I'm like, also, uh-huh. I don't yeah. think he can, I don't think he's capable of understanding the compassion that people are. Oh, yeah, no. So, uh, in a way, it was kind of interesting. The, the the only thing that was interesting is that this is truly this is your this is your chance everyone if you want to see the world my cat's chasing her own tail she's doing everything if you want to see the world through a person who doesn't, doesn't understand like well not not a person who doesn't understand from a serial killer essentially then yeah this is it who criticizes emotions yeah and you know there are people who have he's kind of unlike a serial killer though in that he's not amused by no. all this well he's very i think he's very depressed i think he's very like hopeless i think he's like it reminded me of reading philosophy in like literary philosophy in our grad class when we had to read lit theory mm. and a lot of those theorists were fucking depressed and they were very paranoid about like how the world is doomed and this is why well, I and mean, like this is the fact of what it is hasn't isn't it yeah but like but i think like different than other serial killers were like the zodiac killer you could tell he was like laughing his way like mm. <laughs> to every kill like and writing and writing his letters with a smile on his face like in amusement yeah. You know, I, I think Ted, like, I think he ha- really thought he had a message to say. Like, I don't know if to help society, but he had a message of, oh my god, my cat's running around. I think he was, in his way, what he thought he, he, thought was, he was doing. thought he was amused? No, no, I think he thought that he was saving him. Well, no, I don't think he thought he was saving humanity. No, I think that I he think wanted he wants to, like, us wake to everyone think up. that he wanted to do that. Yeah. I think he just wanted an excuse to be violent and insane. Because like at that he says point, what the left wants. Yeah, I think because at that point he was so put upon by everyone. Because he says that the left creates well, rallies he, he and movements did. because we all just want to get our violence and anger yeah. out. Yeah, but it's like I think he felt so put upon by the world that he decided that, like he's like, he just wanted an excuse to like be a part of something bad that happened in it maybe because it's like are we really gonna get rid of industrial society i hope so probably not but probably not unless you like choose to go live in the woods but then like he said which is true like there's not a lot of free woods you can just go live in like a lot of them are like protected state parks or like we don't have the freedom to wander we don't have the freedom to wander and he's right about that how, so then it's like, 
how can you go but about like, the solution then, of living in but nature? But that's the idea that capitalism isn't defeatable. And yeah. it is. Like, it used to be people... People used to think that kings were, like, you couldn't defeat them. There was always going to be a ruling monarch. It was always because God, des- like, designated them. Right. It's true. There's no... There's, like, not a lot of kings. We killed them. We could do the same with capitalism. But we were born in it. Bred by it. <laughs> but we were born in it. I do think he... Um, Capitalism's a virus. I prefer, again, like, the way Wendell Berry puts it, where he's like, people need to be responsible for themselves and their bodies and, and the earth. A call to individualism. Yeah. But, but also the correct for the collective call. For the collective good, because he's like... His is about how community, we need to build community Mm -hmm. because that's important. People don't live where they grew up. People don't work where they live. Like, we're all disconnected. Yeah. So, versus Ted Kaczynski. Ted's just like, you know what? Industrial (laughs) society ruined our lives. (laughs) And now we can't live without our cell phones. It's like... And yeah, my ideas bit, are all original. It is no, a bit not. like um like an old man who's afraid of technology. Shut up, nerd. Yeah. Philip K. Dick beat you by like a long shot. Or maybe not. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. So like he wrote this in Harvard that was in the sixties. When did Philip K. Dick start writing stuff? I don't know. Look. I wonder if they know when he wrote the manifesto, because I'm pretty sure that's part of his. Let me see. So, Philip K. Dick. Because Philip K. Dick, for those who don't know, is a sci-fi writer who, he wrote Blade Runner. It was called A Different Name. But, um, 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 he was born in 28, died in 82. And let me see when he wrote. Okay, he wrote Blade Runner, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep in 1968. I just think that that was a pop. These were popular ideas. At I the think moment. they were all very popular paranoias. But also, if we're just sci-fi in general, covered that topic in the fifties. Yeah. So, I think they were really popular paranoia ideas about. They still like, are. I mean, look at Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Right, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit's Ray Bradbury, right? I think it is. Yeah. And all of his short stories, which I had to read recently, were like. I love the one about Venus. Oh, that one's so sad. It's so well written. But it's all about his paranoia about how technology is going to... We're going to be so automated and live automated lives that robot... The robots that do our automated stuff are going to take over our lives. See, and I... To, a, to our detriment. I think they're correct, but I think what they thought was very literal is more metaphorical. Yeah. Like, we are pretty... Attached to slaves our technolo- to technology. We're slaves to technology. Yeah. But it's like, okay, now what? Like, okay, Ted, now what? Like, yeah, Ted doesn't offer a plan versus, like, someone his like... His plan that he offers is, like, we must make it our goal to tear down industrial society and technology and will society want to rebuild? Yeah, maybe, but we can't worry about that right now. It's like, okay, this is just a nothing burger for me. And, like... Get into nature, okay? That's it. Like, cool. I'll go on a hike. What do you want me to do? I know. I'm not gonna go abandon. Well, because I'm a slave to technology and I'm a slave to industrial society living. That I'm is... not gonna leave the comforts of my life, even if I'm a slave to my life. So a conservative academic, right? Mm. Um wrote a review in the New York Times about um, Kaczynski's manifesto. And I think this is a really great point. He says, if it is the work of a madman, then then the writings of many political um, philosophers, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Tom Paine, Karl Marx, are scarcely more sane. Mm. What is that? Well, no, no. Okay. That wasn't the part I was looking at, but that confused me. He's basically validating Um, Kaczynski. He's saying the Unabomber does not like socialization, technology, leftist political causes, or conservative attitudes. Apart from his call for an unspecified revolution, his paper resembles something 
Um, <laughs> what? I just read this totally wrong. He's like, he's he like supporting it. it. Yeah. It. I thought he was like, aside from all that, he resembles, it resembles something stupid. What did he say? It resembles a very good graduate student might have written something like that. Which is still, it's a diss in its own sure. way. Sure. Because it. Because it's like, oh, this is a grad paper. The end. Yeah. <laughs> like, great. It but, is an um, unspecified revolution. And he does say, like, oh, the revolution's going to have to do this and it's going to have to do it. I'm like, which, what revolution are we talking about? What's it going to look like? Okay, but, like. He claims the, he doesn't know. This is an excellent, um, I think Ted Kaczynski's ideas have been largely disseminated into the the cultural zeitgeist at large. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of conservative pundits would agree with everything he said. I think that that's a bit of confirmation bias because, like, I saw it and I thought yeah. of it. But I do think that would be generally be the attitude. I feel like if I had my, <laughs> my conservative family member read this and, like, didn't tell them what it was, I think they would walk away being like, some of the racism, I think they'd be like, that was fucked up. But yeah. I think largely, I think largely they would agree with it. Well, because of the whole PC culture mm-hmm. talk, too. It was like hearing Donald Trump. Yeah. In a way. And he's just saying, like, oh, all the hyper-woke people are just, like, it's, like, performative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm a slave to technology. All right. And what now? Like, you have to kind of adapt, though. Like, you can't just, mm-hmm. oh, let's abandon all computers. Let's abandon like, all our TVs. To say, that technology, to say that technology has improved society overall, I think would be um, naive to say. Yeah. But to say technology is what will destroy humanity is also naive to say. Yeah. Because there are indisputable goods that technology has done. But there's so think many probably, bad things. I don't know. Probably like the internet was good, so though, right? amazing. Well the like internet, largely the internet is controlled by corporations now. Mm-hmm. So it's not free. It's right. not it's, it's privatized. Not, it's privatized people it's not a free exchange of ideas anymore. Like you have to be It's controlled. It's controlled. Um the only which apparently the left wants. Yeah, apparently yeah. the left wants. But like <laughs> apparently the left wants it all to be controlled. So the internet, no. That's not sorry, like no. It's been commodified. Who can the only people who can afford things like laptops regularly are the upper and middle class. So okay. it's not helping poor people. No. Cars, okay, a Tesla, if Tesla made cars that were $5,000 each, I would say that they are doing so much to help humanity with their technology. But their car is $30,000. I think it's helped, like, safety, though. Like, safety features in cars, if I think about that. Like, cars in the 50s didn't have seatbelts. Even in the 70s, they didn't have seatbelts. Yeah, but, like, I would I say that like less technology and more, like... I think that that is a product of companies saying, like, oh, mm. the consumer cares about safety. We're going to be the best safety person now. Yeah, but Sadly, that is a facet Tesla's of capitalism. blow up. Like... Oh, yeah, Tesla's... No, fuck Tesla's. I don't even count those. I mean, like... I'm thinking of things that are, like... Actual safety. I think of things that are are being toted as positive technological goods and how they're just not. Right. Like, all electric So, like, electric vehicles. That's a great idea. That are blowing... But they're blasting out, like, landmines that are damaging the earth to, like, farm lithium for the batteries. And that's, like, the argument that, like, oh, they're not as great as we think. But, like, it's, it's like, like, the same argument people made about wind turbines before we found out mm-hmm. that we could recycle wind turbines. Yeah. Oh, those are good things technology has done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, And technology has the technology, power to, like, help our climate. But it's controlled by corporations controlled. who don't care about people. They don't care if the world burns. So what I think Ted should think about... <laughs> yeah, Ted. Think about this. Is, like... Technology is not all bad. It's just it needs to be turned into the right direction. Well, he, by the right I don't, people. I don't think he could. I don't think he could come to that conclusion. I don't think he could fathom in, like, he's oh, incapable. it just needs to be in the hands of people who are ethical and responsible. I don't. 
I don't even think he thinks Unless that. he just thinks all of, like, people in power are not ethical or responsible. I mean, I would agree to that. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. Hmm. It's hard. Because it's, like, these are things people care about. And, like... <sighs> I mean... What? It's not well said. I think the arguments are all reductive. It could have been flushed out more. <laughs> that would be my professor comment. <laughs> could have been flushed out more. What do you mean by revolution? That's yeah. what I want to put. But, um, I mean, I guess it's like a starting point. <laughs> good start. Please revise. <laughs> I wouldn't say good start. <laughs> you wouldn't even say good start. I'm saying it's a good starting point to get people talking about those things. Because those things are important. People talk have about. been talking about them, though. I know. I just and, and I think we've said that the whole time. Like, other people have already said this and they've already said it better. But I guess I'm just trying to think, like... I'm wondering if this how paper at the time bred more ideas I, into, the, I, into the culture. I don't know that it did. Like, I don't know how many people I think actually read his it is when it came out. one voice in a sea of those bad ones. And actually, maybe not a sea, but... A lot of them. I mean, let's look how many people have viewed this Ted Kaczynski um, audio book. 166,000. It's not enough. I'm just kidding. I mean, like, when it came out and he threatened to blow up Oh, I'm people, sure everybody how many read, it. read it. It's like. Or they tried because it is long and wordy. I would have gotten so bored. I would have been like. I was um, bored listening okay. to it. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been like, wow, this is what this guy blew up people about? Like, get a grip. It's kind of what I want to tell him. <laughs> um, relax. Eat a moon pie. Quit murdering people. <laughs> I would have wanted to tell him that. Well, here's sure. your chance. Ted, eat a moon pie. Quit killing, quit murdering people. I don't think you can anymore, but. I mean, he's in prison. Yeah, forever. Until he gets canceled from the planet. You mean dies? <laughs> yes. Until he gets canceled from the planet. Um, and I don't even I don't even know if this episode really brought us to any. I don't think there's a good conclusion you can bring out of this. It, and I feel like our listeners are going to be so confused as fuck, and that's okay. Like, yeah. feel free to skip. But <laughs> if you listened, thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as we tried to work through whatever chaos monster we just because honestly we don't to. we don't plan these out we just read the thing and we just riff. we say what we say we just riff yeah um and listen to my cat chase her own tail like a ding dong i it's adorable it is adorable but anyway so ted sucks and his manifesto isn't worth reading and we, I don't even know if we're going to preface what we're going to read next, because I don't know. <laughs> well, do you have any ideas? No. What are you reading currently? Um, I'm reading Set Boundaries, Find Peace, mm -hmm. LOL. And the bot, what's it called? The Body Keeps the Score. It's like how the body stores trauma. Oh, yeah. I'm reading Unsettling America, obviously. You could read yeah. that. That sounds cool. Um, Is it short? Yeah. Okay. I wish it was. And I'm reading Anna Karenina. How is that going? It's long. I do the audiobook because the Russian names are so hard to yeah, pronounce yeah, in yeah. my own head. But the way I do audiobooks is like two times the speed and I just follow. Well, actually, for this one, I'm doing about three. And I'm still speed. trying to finish Lord of the, the Rings book. book one. Still. We can't talk about Lord of the Rings. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to because all I'm going to talk about is how much they goddamn walk. I'm sorry that you don't like travel literature. I like travel literature, but not that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need to see Gandalf, like, be a wise ass anymore. That's literally my favorite and part. And steer them of in the, the weirdest directions. And then He's say, not oh, just them kidding. In we weird direction. Looks like we got a circle He's back, y'all. Constantly I love walking counteracting so Saruman's attacks on them. Not that I even know that, right? He's yes. doing it secretly or what? Uh uh. He's not taking them weird ways. They talk about the ways that they're going. <laughs> 
And then he's like, oh, looks like a dead end. Let's, let's go around. He has, uh, no one's, like are you talking are about the Mines of Moria? I think that's where I'm at. Because nobody's been in Moria for quite a long time. They're See, all dead. I don't dead. even know that. That's the thing, like, that's how bored I get. But they, I don't know. Tell, they I provide even, the information. I can't even pay attention to the history of this Well, I guess that's a thing. lot. It's so It's much. kind of like, um... Like, you're sitting here saying, like, no one's been in Moria for a long time. The trees are walking to the Hobbit Town, and nobody, like, trees don't go there. And I was like, how do you know that? Like, how do you know their world so much? Like, you've paid so much attention. Because it's in the I'm book. so jealous. Like, almost. Because I get so <laughs> fucking bored. I just like it. You know what I did like, I have though? a rich and this inner is gonna life. Turn, this is turning into a Lord of the Rings podcast episode, but... Um, I like when they learn about Smeagol's history with the ring. Mm. Yeah. it made me sad. It is a sad story. Because he was in love with the one, Deagle. Mm. They're pretty gay. They were so gay and they're cute. Yeah. But the ring is like the poisoned gold from Beowulf. Yes, it is. So. Ugh. Anywho. Said the any owl. Wait. <laughs> um. So we ended on something interesting that was not the industrial society in the future. Um. And maybe we'll read Lord of the Rings for next time. I don't know. We'll do something. We'll do something. We'll do something for you. Don't know what. But I love you. Goodbye. Love you. See ya. Bye.